Welcome to Simply Paws, a fun show full of positive stories and information for dog lovers with your host, Donna Jean Chibunko. I want you to love me like my dog does, baby. When I come home, I want you to just go crazy. He never looks at me like he might hate me. I want you to love me like my dog. Good morning and welcome to Simply Paws. This is Donna Jean, the host of the show, and this is the show that is all about dogs. And if you've never listened to the show, Shame on you. <laughs> no, if you've never listened to the show, I'm glad you're here. I just share fun information about dogs and ways that they influence our lives in positive ways. So welcome if you've never listened. If you're a regular listener, thanks for coming back. And I've got some really fun things today. I, I have a tendency to read an article and put it aside and read an article and put it aside. And then I think, oh, I'm going to do my show and I'm going to use these articles. Well, after a while, sometimes the articles seem to pile up in my little folder, and I'm thinking, i got to go through some of these and go over some of these great articles and stories. So today, uh, if you could see the studio, it's pretty funny. I've got them spread all over the countertop. I've got a bunch of really, really happy, fun things to share with you, ways that dogs are just amazing and how they are the miracles that are here on Earth with us. And then other articles, just some information, just lots of funny stuff. And then we're going to talk about uh, some funny stuff with dogs peeing and pooping. And, of course, you know, you can't not talk about peeing and pooping when you got dogs. So let's get started. I've got three, I think, three stories, four stories, I think, about how dogs helped save people. And these are always just so amazing to me. I love to share these because I think this is just the greatest thing. So here's one. This is about a dog up in Connecticut. Connecticut police dog helped find a missing 10-year-old girl and bring her home safely. So the Connecticut State Police celebrated Izzy the police dog's great work after she tracked and found a missing girl in Woodbury. Izzy the police dog and getting extra scratches and back pass for her great work. So on a Sunday, the Connecticut State Police received a call about a missing 10-year-old girl in Woodbury, and troopers responded to the call along with Izzy and her handler. So upon arriving at the girl's residence, Izzy was given an object of hers so the dog could pick up the child's scent. So then after receiving the scent, Izzy led her handler on a 1.63-mile trek through the wooded area near the girl's home, which ended up in the pair finding the missing girl. So Izzy discovered the child near a nature center, and thanks to the canine's quick work, authorities found the girl unharmed and safely returned her to her family. Good news is that the little girl's returned. That's great work for Izzy and her handler in Connecticut. So Izzy is one of the numerous trained canines that help the authorities find missing people. And in July, search and rescue dog Tango helped South Dakota's Pentagon County Sheriff's Office find a missing teen in three hours. Those are just two ways that, uh, lo- you know, police dogs, found missing children and missing people. So that's kind of cool. I just, I just think that's so cool that, you know, they can help us find things way better than we can. <laughs> and that's because of their amazing noses. All right, here's another one about how a missing – now this one, this is the opposite. A missing dog saved a Virginia family from their house fire. This is about Butter the dog, and he barked at the windows of a burning house in Virginia until the owners woke up and escaped safely. The family from Big Stone Gap, Virginia, discovered – that this stray dog hanging around 
out near their home is really a hero in disguise. So there was this dog hanging around. And you know what? I apologize if I've done this story before. As I'm reading it now, it sounds familiar that I might have I shared this on another show, but it's still worth repeating. Butter is a dog that recently started spending time around the Galloway's home. And assuming that the dog was a stray, they got the dog an outdoor shelter and an electric lamp and set it all up. So on Thursday, then the lamp in Butter's shelter caught fire, and soon the flames spread to the Galloway's home. So in response, Butter ran to the home's windows and started barking loudly. And he knew something wasn't right and that someone needed to know. The family said he's a very smart dog. So the dog's barks woke up the family. The kids and the family ran out of the house and were able to stop the fire before it grew larger. And thanks to Butter's quick thinking, no one was hurt. If it wasn't for him, who knows what could have happened. It could have been very much worse, said the family. We're very grateful for the stray dog that wandered up into our yard. Well, what they soon found out that Butter wasn't really a stray dog at all. Rescuers from the Valley Volunteer Fire Department responded to calls about the blaze and took a few photos of the hero dog upon their arrival. And some of the pictures obviously ended up on Facebook where a dog owner recognized Butter as their missing dog, Cooper. So Cooper's owners got in touch with the family and explained the situation, and plans are in place that reunited the pet with his family. That's kind of a neat story on how the dog um, helped save another family, but then also was able to be reunited with his. I just thought that was kind of fun how, you know, how it all came around, but it ended up, you know, a tragedy avoided, and it ended up having the dog find their way back to their original owners. So happy ending. I like happy endings. you got to love happy endings. So this story is about a dog who helped first responders find two men hurt after a car crash up near the New Hampshire-Vermont border. On a Monday night in January, the highway drivers spotted a young Shiloh Shepherd, thought at first to be a German Shepherd, running loose and on her own on the Veterans Memorial Bridge on I-89 near the New Hampshire-Vermont border. And they say it's a miracle she wasn't struck and killed in traffic. But this was one very determined dog, a little guardian angel to be sure. So when the New Hampshire State Police responded to reports of a wandering dog on the highway around 10 p.m., they quickly realized the pup wasn't merely wandering. The dog named Tinsley had a purpose, to take police to the scene of an accident where two people, including her owner, lay badly injured and in need of help. So police tried to corral the pup, yet Tinsley instead led them past a damaged section of the guardrail and toward the rollover crash of a 2019 Ford F. 350 pickup. Two men had been ejected from the truck, which was totaled. So the dog wanted Trooper Sandberg and the other officer to follow her. Tinsley never tried to run away, but rather she led them further up the road and over the bridge. It's a real-life Lassie story, says uh, one of the uh, police officers. Tinsley led law enforcement directly to the crash scene to provide assistance. She's the hero. Once the police responded and they called for medical assistance. The first responders found the two victims of the crash injured and hypothermic. And once the rescuers reached the two injured men who had been ejected from the car, the dog stood by her owner as officers assisted him and the passenger. Tinsley was wet, the police said, but was not hurt, and apparently later received goodies for all her bravery, including a venison dinner. The owner of the dog said, she's my little guardian angel. It's a miracle how she has that kind of intelligence to do what she did. The owner suffered minor injuries and was later released from the hospital. And the other passenger was also suffered some more serious injuries but is still in the hospital. But he has undergone two surgeries at this point, according to the report. Now, the sad part of the story was, unfortunately, the other passenger's dog was a bulldog, and he was also riding in the truck. But sadly, that dog was struck on the interstate after the crash. So that's sad. But the New Hampshire State Police posted a long message on Facebook about the accident. It was a miracle that Tinsley got the attention of people and got help for her owner. So that was kind of a, that was a miracle. And that definitely is a guardian angel dog 
to uh, to help them because that's you know they went over the embankment of a highway. That's pretty pretty amazing. All right, here's one more story. This story is funny because it starts off with how I like to describe things. It's nice when stories have a happy ending. <laughs> so here it goes. So three years ago, Skelton family was devastated when their beloved pet Daisy was lost. And they had no idea where what had happened to her, but they never gave up hope that they would find her. So recently, Daisy was found in Indiana, which came as a complete surprise to the family who live in Texas. So the family had a poster up on Facebook on a profile picture for an entire year after she disappeared. Daisy was microchip. Uh, the owner would check the site every few weeks to see if the chip had been scanned. But uh, one week, Daisy wandered up to a house in Indiana. The owners took her in and scheduled a trip to the vet. When they scanned the chip, they discovered that Daisy belonged to the Skeltons and gave the family a call. So Katrina said she had no idea how Daisy ended up a thousand miles away from home, but she does have some theories. Daisy sits well in the car, so Katrina thinks it's possible she was picked up by someone traveling through Texas. It's also possible that she was taken in by a family that lived in Texas who then moved to Indiana. While it's clear that Daisy was taken good care of, wherever she was, whoever was she was staying with, though, never scanned her for a microchip and never bothered to contact the family. So as soon as she was, Daisy was discovered in Indiana, Katrina and her husband immediately began planning to make the car ride from Texas to Indiana. And with a, within a few days, they were on the road. They were finally reunited. Daisy seemed a bit overwhelmed, but she quickly seemed to remember Katrina and her husband. When the family got home, Katrina says that Daisy immediately recognized the family's other dog, Duke. They were jumping around and whining, and they were so excited. So this just shows that, um, you know what, you should always get your dogs microchipped because no matter what, um, that's a good way for them to find their way back home to you. So, all right. Well, those are a bunch of fun, happy stories. And uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about some other interesting dog stuff. Be right back. Good pups deserve nothing but the best treats, but not all treats are created equal. New exclusive comfort care snacks by Purina are designed with your dog's digestive health in mind. Your pooch will go crazy for the peanut butter, chicken, and pork flavors, and their digestive system will appreciate the wholesome ingredients like whole grains, probiotics, beet pulp fiber, and chicory root. With exclusive comfort care snacks, you can spoil your dog without disrupting their digestive health. Sold exclusively at Purina Pet Food Retailers. Pick some up today at Bauman's Feeding Pet in Westminster. Your dog will thank you. How would you like a great cup of coffee? That could also help a pup in need of a forever home. This is John Davis, and I'm a pilot for Pilots and Paws, and I want to encourage you to stop by Hans Pork and Beans. Grab some breakfast or lunch and pick up a pound of WTTR's Midday Cafe Blend, and a portion of that coffee purchase will go to help Pilots and Paws continue our efforts to bring deserving animals to their new forever homes across the country. Just stop in to Hans and look for the WTTR Midday Blend display with the Pilots and Paws sign. And together, we can help more dogs reach their forever homes with every bag of coffee sold thanks to Hans, WTTR, and helping Pilots and Paws. Welcome back to the second half of Simply Paws. Some things I want to just remind you about, February is the month of a lot of things for dogs. See, February is Responsible Pet Owners Month and also Pet Dental Health Month, which I think we talked about a couple weeks ago. So if you're thinking of having your dog's teeth checked out, do it. This is the month to do it. 
All right, and then we had some some special holidays in February for dogs. We had February 3rd was National Golden Retriever Day. It was also annual doggy date night. Let's see, the 19th, which is today, is International Tug of War Day. So maybe you should spend some time with your dog with a good game of tug of war. All right, February 20th is Love Your Pet Day, which... Isn't every day Love Your Pet Day? February 22nd is Walk the Dog Day, which, again, if you have a dog, every day is Walk the Dog Day. (laughs) And here's one. Your dog's going to love this one. February 23rd is National Dog Biscuit Day. So, of course, everyone on the 23rd should celebrate National Dog Biscuit Day by giving your dog some extra dog treats, right? They would love that. I think your dog would like that. Your dog's probably behind you high five and saying, yeah, 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 do that one. Next month, we've got March is actually Professional Pet Sitters Week is in March 17th through 13th. And the 20th through the 26th of March is National Animal Poison Prevention Week, which I think I'm going to have a guest on in March that's going to talk about some uh, poison prevention for your pup. So that's what's coming up in March, and that's what's happening in February. Let's talk about some of these other articles I have. Now, here's some. this I found. I think this was actually in People magazine. There's a woman who started out doing something, and it, it turned into something much more. So there's a lady named Judith Piper, and she bought a five-acre property for her horses. But she walked her dogs at a shelter. This says, in 2003, a friend of hers asked if she would take an old dog because its owner was going into assisted living. And she said, you know, we said, sure, we had the room that we felt good about it, not only about giving the dog a home, but about being able to help ease someone's mind, which the owner's mind. She said, it's very hard to have to give up a pet, knowing that they'll be cared for is at least some reassurance. So not long after that, the same friend told about two more dogs (laughs) that were in the shelter for similar reasons. So she looked at her friend and said, well, all right, we'll do this. So she took those two dogs in, and she said she had no idea what they were getting into, but she then started a nonprofit called Old Dog Haven. This helps senior dogs find homes and get out of shelters, which is really important because older dogs do not do well in shelters. Obviously, if they've been they've been in a home environment for so long, and then you put them in a shelter at that age, it's just it's not good for them. They don't adjust well. She says now we always have more than 300 dogs in permanent foster homes all over Western Washington, and healthcare for the dogs this age can be very expensive. So the nonprofit pays for all the vet bills and medications. So she also has some dogs at her farm, but then she also helps foster them out. So funding and managing all that care is a challenge, but it's worth it. And she says it's such a joy to watch a dog that comes out of a shelter terrified and shut down feel safe and loved again. She says she loves to watch them chase a rabbit or cuddle up on a lap. It's really kind of amazing so it's funny there's pictures here of what she does she dresses the dogs up in little outfits and takes pictures of them and shares that so that's really cool um that's a great great way to help older pups get them out of the shelters and get them some extra well-deserved love towards the end of their life so i thought that was a really cool thing to do all right here's another cool dog that helps people Dogs are always helping people, see? This is a dog in San Diego. If you're like me, and most people probably, you don't really like to get shots. And hence, with all these vaccines that we used to be getting for COVID-19, it's not a fun, fun thing to do. So there's a dog, Ollie, and she is a six-year-old golden doodle. She is a therapy dog, and she's helping kids at a children's hospital in San Diego overcome the anxiety associated with getting a COVID-19 vaccine. So Ollie and 14 other dogs of the Pet Smart Paws for Hope Canine Therapy Program have been helping kids age 5 to 11 ever since they became eligible for vaccines. And one of the little girls named Olive, she's six years old, she said, it helped me because I never had a COVID vaccine before and I didn't know what it would felt like, but when I saw the dog, it helped me calm down. So before the vaccine, the dogs already had a job bringing joy to patients 
at the Children's Hospital. Now they, they assist with kids getting the COVID shots. Give a shout out to Ollie and you Golden Doodle for helping kids get their COVID shots. And that's, that's a perfect, yeah, hey, if, if someone put a golden retriever in front of me when I had to get my shot, I probably would have been a much happier person as well. <laughs> you put a dog in front of me anytime, I become a much happier person, right? Everybody knows that. <clears throat> so here's a story about a vet who did a very cool thing and saved this dog's life. And now I wish I could personally do something to save this dog from his situation that he's in. But here goes. There is a dog that a veterinarian refused to put down after the pet's owner brought it in to be euthanized. And this dog has spent more than 500 days looking for a home. So 10-year-old Buddy has been at the RSPCA's Brent Knoll Animal Center in Somerset, England, for the longest of any rescue animal at the shelter, despite being a very affectionate chap. Buddy's previous owner took him to the vet to be put down after the owner could no longer handle the canine's challenging behavior, but the vet refused to euthanize Buddy. The adorable pet hasn't yet been adopted due to some behavioral issues that stem from a less-than-ideal relationship with his former owner. This cute pup is an affectionate pup who sadly had a less-than-ideal relationship with the previous owner. So unfortunately, this poor dog named Buddy, the owner couldn't handle the dog, was obviously not probably being appropriate at training the dog, and then wanted to just go have him put down. And the vet said he wasn't going to do that. So Buddy began to retaliate to the experiences that he was having with this owner, at which point the ownership was relinquished and the request for euthanasia was rejected by the vet. So the vet took over the dog and... So they brought him to a shelter, and they've been the shelter has been caring for Buddy using positive reinforcement training to help the dog break out of problematic behavior patterns, which were brought on by the former owner. Buddy's going to need a very special home with conscientious owners who have time and patience to help him live the happiest life possible. Like so many other animals who come into our care, it can take months of care, time, and love to get them to stage where they are ready for a new home. But we don't give up on these animals. Everybody deserves a second chance. The picture of Buddy, he's adorable. He's a little white dog, and he's, he's got an adorable face. And it says, those interested in adopting Buddy should live in a relatively stress-free home without other dogs. Interested potential pet parents can apply at the RSPCA's website. Now, if it wasn't in England, I would, uh, I would definitely check out Buddy because he's so cute. But again, you know, hey, maybe Pilots and Paws would fly, uh, fly Buddy over from England. I, I really wanted to give a shout-out to the vet who wouldn't do what the owner wanted. And again, at no fault of the dog, it's the owner's fault that the dog has behavioral problems. So I give vets credit for not for not putting the dog down why would you put a totally healthy dog down who just needs some behavioral issues fixed so um so i thought that was cool but the poor guy spent 500 days in in a shelter which is way too many days for a dog to be there but hopefully um buddy will find a home soon and maybe actually since this was printed maybe buddy has found found a home because this was a week or so ago but cute dog again it just goes to show that if the owners don't do things properly for the dog it's not fair to uh to punish the dog for that why would you put a dog down for that now let's get into something funny. Well, it's not funny. It is kind of funny. If you own a dog, you have plenty of time to contemplate their bathroom habits, okay? So that's because you're usually the person standing idly by while they take care of their business. So with all that time to think, you might have wondered why dogs will often lift their leg to urinate even though it's not anatomically necessary. Dogs can perform a squat and pee with no issue. So why do they do it? Why do dogs lift their legs to pee? Hmm. This is a question I have asked because our two dogs occasionally, well, Paco will occasionally lift his leg and then sometimes not. So I'm like, what makes him decide which way to go? And little Elvis is so funny because he will lift his leg 
but it doesn't matter because it shoots front ways anyway. I just think it's cute how he lifts his leg. So anyway, so I'm, I often wonder, why does he, how does he know to lift his leg? And why does he lift his leg? Because he certainly doesn't have to. So here's the answer. The answer has a lot to do with how canines communicate with each other. You probably assume correctly that dogs consider urination to be a way of marking their territory. That's true. But it's how they do the marking that's important. So, by lifting a leg, a dog can better direct a stream of urine to a vertical surface where the odor will linger. If a dog squats or extends its hind leg backward, known as the racehorse stance, the urine will be directed toward the ground and absorbed by the soil. It's the dog's equivalent of a dropped call. <laughs> so, smaller dogs find the leg lift particularly helpful. By spraying upward, well, that's what Elvis does, they're indicating they're larger than they really are, and it's kind of canine bluff to help ward off larger dogs that might perceive their territory as being occupied by an easy target. So many male dogs start off in the racehorse stance, then graduate to the leg lift once they reach puberty. It's also not exclusively the domain of males. Female dogs will mark territory, though they might make use of a hybrid squat raise that doesn't spray the urine as high. Hmm. All right. Dog urine is full of information for other dogs, transmitting details about health, gender, and even stress levels. So it is important to get it right. Hmm. That was pretty interesting because it's funny because I have asked sometimes, like, why do sometimes dogs lift their leg and other times they don't? So this is saying that maybe they lift it because they want to shoot it in a certain direction when they want to leave a certain message. Now, actually, it's funny thinking because Paco sometimes lifts his leg and sometimes doesn't. So I'm thinking now maybe he doesn't lift his leg when he's not in an area that he has to let other dogs know that he's there. He's been there. That's an interesting little tidbit of information. And I know you were probably really wondering because I know I was. All right. Now, here is another one. Okay. Why is my dog pooping in the house? And it's a good question. If you own a dog, you have likely asked yourself, why is my dog pooping in the house? Sometimes the answer is easy. Other times, not so much. Like Elvis, when he poops by the front door on my little rug, I know exactly why. It's because it was either wet outside or muddy, and he doesn't like to stand in the wet grass or the mud. And he wasn't out there long enough, so he comes and does it in the rug. Okay, so most people understand that when you bring a new puppy home, accidents are likely, but what about these times a trained dog starts doing its business in your dining room? With dogs in an estimated 48 million households, the question, why is my dog pooping in the house, is very common. So figuring out the cause of the sudden change and how to stop it can be a real mystery. Fortunately, our furry friends may offer a few clues with their actions to help you solve this issue quickly. So unlike humans, dogs don't tell you how they're feeling. They use other methods, such as pooping in the house to let you know something may not be right. So Dr. Bonk, a mixed animal veterinarian based in Idaho, explains why dogs may start relieving themselves indoors. He says one simple explanation could be your pet isn't fully potty trained. It's possible your dog has learned to pee outside first, but hasn't grasped the concept of pooping outside. If you think this might be the case, be sure to give your dog lots of time and praise while outdoors. Also, use a single command to indicate it's time to go to the bathroom, such as go. Then even give more praise when they do. So I could see that happening if you're training a puppy, and they obviously they always tinkle quickly, but if you don't give them enough time to realize it's time to poop outside because, you know, they get distracted. Oh, guess what it says next? Easily distracted. When outside, give your dog plenty of time to go. It could be that they are easily distracted by outside noises and activities, especially puppies. 
which means that they may not finish their business when they should. So don't let them go out. And also, here's another one. Don't let them go outside by themselves because obviously then they're going to be totally preoccupied. Stay with them and continue giving the single word commands as a reminder, which is so true when you're training a puppy. You really have to give them enough time to, uh, to do their business out there. And usually dogs, it's kind of a, a, a rule that if you feed a dog 20 minutes later, they're, they're going to have to do a little pooper. So, you know, if you can kind of time that into your thing and then go out in 20 minutes or a half hour and then give them the time they need to do it without getting um, preoccupied. Okay, another thing they say, possibly anxiety. Dogs may poop inside to avoid facing something that scares them outside. So the anxiety could occur for lots of reasons, like the weather, too hot or too cold, which is like Elvis. I wouldn't say it's anxiety. He just doesn't like it. He doesn't like it when it's raining or anything. Also, sometimes passing cars or the continuous barking of another dog, of a neighbor's dog, which, you know, sometimes that is what happens. There's sometimes dogs barking when I take Elvis out. There's these little dogs up on the patio of another condo that he doesn't like that. All right, so here's another reason. It could be medical reasons. Anything that causes diarrhea or urgency to go, such as parasites, infections, a food allergy, inflammatory bowel disease, or cancer, can make it that dogs don't have a chance to get outside before they need to go. So, yeah, you always want to make sure it's not a medical thing. So look for changes in their feces, consistency of color, frequency, and pooping, and changes in their appetite. Also, another thing is just a basic thing. Older dogs may simply not be able to hold it much longer, or they forget where they need to go to the bathroom. So that's, that's possibly what happens, too. Any of these things could be why your dog is pooping in the house, which are all very logical if you really stop and think about it. So here's the thing. So here's some ways you can stop the dog from pooping in the house. Rule out medical issues. Take your dog to the vet. See if there's something going on there. Use a schedule and create it. Stick to and encourage pooping outside and not inside. All dogs are household routines change. It can be easy to forget how essential it is to schedule the dog, which that's so key because I used to take my dogs out always the same time each day, and they would know, oh, time to go out and poop. So if you, if you change up their schedule, that can really confuse them as well. Also, you want to maybe increase their potty time outside, so whether you let the dogs outside in the yard or take them on a walk, bringing them out more often throughout the day will signal them to go outdoors instead of inside. You want to create a safe place. A quiet place outside can help reduce dog anxiety. And clean up your messes right away. Be sure to remove and thoroughly clean any messes in the home with an effective enzyme cleaner because lingering odor is like a magnet attracting your dog and begging them to poop there again. So remember, just because you don't smell anything in the area and you cleaned it doesn't mean that your dog can't smell it. So an enzyme cleaner will help neutralize the odor and not simply mask it so your pet won't be tempted to return to the spot to go again. Also, you can use some training items as a last resort. He suggests use training items. As a last resort, you can put a pee pad down or indoor artificial grass potty pad where your dog regularly poops. But once your dog is trained to use these, you can start gradually moving them towards the door. Stick with encouraging and reminding their dog to go outside. Eventually, they'll understand that outdoors is the best place to go potty. I don't, I'm not a big fan of those potty pads or the fake grass because I think you're kind of teaching them the opposite of what you want them to do. So anyway, but some people have had great luck with that. I'm not a big fan of it. All right. Well, that was lots of fun, lots of fun information about peeing and pooping. That's it for today. The next couple weeks, I've got some really cool guests. I've got, we're going to hear about the Susquehanna Service Dog Organization, and I've got some guests about that. So that's going to be for the next couple weeks. And then I've got someone coming to talk about Jack Russell's. Just lots of fun things coming up. So be sure to tune in each Saturday and keep up with what's going on with Simply Paws. All right, everybody have a super day. Have a great week. And don't forget to hug your dog. 
You've been listening to Simply Paws with Donna Jean Shabunko, a fun, uplifting show about dogs with happy stories. Join us next week for more Simply Paws.